Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Pagans Tonight Radio Network, the voice of the pagan world. Pagans Tonight is sponsored by WitchSchool.com, your anyone, anytime, anywhere magical education. Welcome to Discovery Tarot Path. I'm Reverend Stephanie Neal. Today I'm, I am uh, presenting the Rider Waite deck, seven group, and that is all cards that uh, the number seven is assigned to that particular card, and all cards that reduce to the numeral seven uh, in numerology. Okay, so the sevens. Uh, the following cards are found in the seven group. You know the drill, uh, the seven of wands, seven of cups, seven of swords, seven of pentacles, the chariot, and the tower. Um, the tower. All right, beginning with the seven of wands, let me pull, <coughs> excuse me, let me pull that card. Okay, the seven of wands. Now, if you look at this right away, you see that he is not in a uh, attack mode holding this uh, this wand, you know, more like a club. Uh, instead, he's holding this club in a defensive mode. Just look at his hands, and you can see what I mean, that it's more, he's in a defense mode, not attack. And the Seven of Wands card represents taking a stand, guarding your dreams from predators. It means conviction in the face of overwhelming odds, determination, victory, and courage. It does deploy creative thinking, uh, being aware of your capabilities, because some folks are not aware of their own capabilities. This card also uh, represents overcoming strife while not compromising your values, moving in a new direction, also depending on the situation, it shows feeling on the edge regarding an issue. And the reason why it's uh, feeling on the edge, because if once again you look at this card, you'll see that, in fact, he is indeed standing uh, on the edge of some type of, of a cliff, be it small or large, but obviously he is on the very edge. And this in the Seven of Wands card from the Rider Waite deck, we notice this man is, is uh, well, really the same cliff is reminiscent of the Fool's card, as the Fool also stands on a cliff. Yet, the stance of this figure is quite different in this scene. He has been somewhat cornered and nowhere to turn. Standing on land, there is a small stream underneath him on the ground between his legs. This represents his ability to escape this situation by letting go and going with the flow. The figure is not completely surrounded 
He is standing on higher ground above those trying to attack him. Thus, having the advantage above the fray where these hidden attackers cannot reach him. And when I say hidden attackers, if in fact you are looking at the card now, you don't see his attackers. You only see the wands that they are direct that they're directed towards him. And the hidden figures uh, can uh, be interpreted based on the cards that appear around the seven of wands. All right, now the seven of cups. This card can be interpreted in many ways, allowing spirit to guide us in determining which way to go. This is a remarkably busy card, so we must keep in mind the specific question being asked by the seeker or self because it is easy to become sidetracked. The Seven of Cups, like every card, can take us in many directions. The human figure is considering what is in front of her or him, and she or he is looking at all the possibilities to consider. For example, he may be thinking that all these choices are too overwhelming, or this person must only select one option and is having an easy or difficult time selecting. But no one has ever said that you must only select one option. And notice all the cups holding opportunities are all in a cloud representing the astral plane, which means these are the projects we are working on that are ready to be pulled into the physical plane, indicating it is time to develop a platform, a place for them in your life. While the projects may be ready for the physical plane, perhaps the seeker is not at this time, this is nothing, there, you know, there is nothing wrong with this. Perhaps we do not want to make room for some of these things on which we are working at this time. And it, it just all depends on our priorities at the time of this reading. Because our priorities through time does change. And looking at this array of possibilities, we can interpret this card as a time to evaluate options and opportunities. Should we do these projects? Well, do they support your values? That's a question you should pose to yourself or the seeker or quarant. Is the cost too great? to bring these ideas into the physical realm from the astral realm? Do you believe you deserve what you desire? I do hope so. Do you believe you can be successful in these options? 
you are considering. Notice the only cup that has a skull engraved on it is the cup with a victory wreath. This can be a cautionary symbol. That victory has a great cost, and are you willing to pay it? Another possibility regarding the cup with the skull engraved on the outside is that we will have victory with the guidance of our beloved ancestors because after all, it's a skull. This cup can also be identifying poisonous sources in your life as sometimes poison was once marked with a skull and crossbones on the bottle, though there are no crossbones here. This, this Seven of Cups is saying, know these opportunities are yours to add to your life. They are already yours. Do you believe in yourself? Do you believe you are capable of receiving these? Knowing this, how will you plan your life now to pull them into your reality? And no, it's not simple, and yet it is. It all depends, because there are so many variables as we move through each day. Another interpretation I have heard is this is a castle in the sky thinking, which brainstorming is always a great idea. The Seven of Cups may be interpreted as fear of failure or, you know, even fear of success. Perhaps something appears too good to be true, or is it time to come out of the shadows? Because obviously here, as you're looking at this card, you see that this figure is indeed in the shadows. There are many exciting explanations for this card. Of course, this concept applies to all the cards in the tarot though we want to narrow each card down to a few key phrases or words that help us remember the various interpretations. A good idea to determine your interpretations of this card is to meditate on it and allow spirit to interpret it with you. The Seven of Swords now, this card, let me pull it here myself so I can be looking at it, all right? The Seven of Swords, uh, it depicts a scene of opportunity, of reward, if one takes a risk. All of the seven cards touch on this element of risk versus reward, yet the motives and approach in the Seven of Swords are not so honorable. This card can represent deceit, 
when temptation introduces itself, there are always choices to be made every day, knowing there is always a price to be paid. On the surface, the Seven of Swords represents futility, trickery, and even thievery. The figure is sneaking away with quite a few swords, well, five to be exact. Looking deeper into this card, it suggests that we should quietly walk away for a time to reevaluate. Perhaps someone is removing important people or ideas in your life through manipulation. Because remember previously, swords represent important people and our thoughts. The swords, um, you know, we, as we previously discussed earlier in, in other uh, numerals. So here someone is quietly taking away important people or perceptual thoughts from us. The Seven of Swords can represent uh, keeping our cards close to our vest, just, so to speak. This, call, uh, this could involve around a secret kept or being careful what you put into writing or taking risks. This card reminds us that things are not as they seem this person seems to be a thief, but maybe that is not the real story. Perhaps he has an inventive but secretive mind and desires to keep it away for a time, asking yourself, is this the right time to step forward and reveal your talents, or he could be taking these swords away and placing them in for safekeeping for another person. So there are many stories that can't possibly be called out of this, uh, but we're, we're just uh, focusing in on what we, well, uh, physically see in the scene. The seven, let me pull the seven, okay. The seven of pentacles. The seven of pentacles represents uh, self-reflection, broadening your world view, a diligent worker, saving money, needing a real break from work, considering taking opportunities found through networking, or recognizing that we work on fertile ground, not just the physical ground of a garden, but the fertile spiritual realms that we interact with through meditation and astral travel and dreams. The Seven of Pentacles card is unfulfilled dreams are now ready to be manifested through our hands. It is time to harvest the fruits of our labor 
which then leads us to evaluate our crop or mission. This is a time to reflect on the procedures we have utilized and reconsidered what we should have done differently to be more efficient, that improvement and more growth and refinement is produced and in the next crop or mission. The chariot. The chariot is the seven card in the major arcana. It represents adversity overcome. Yet this card can also represent illusions of success. The charioteer is stuck in stone and he is going nowhere. I have heard the chariot card interpreted often as someone riding victoriously in his chariot. But looking at the scene, we can see he is not riding victoriously. He is not moving at all. The Sphinx are sitting down in front of the chariot, fiddling with something in their hands. The, chari uh, the charioteer is not going anywhere. This card is saying, is success really yours? Questions often asked when this card appears revolve around going on a journey. Instead, the question should be, why are you stuck? We should ask ourselves if we are rushing to make a decision about something or is someone pushing us to make a decision before we are ready to make it? Pay attention to every detail on this card as decisions are being made or why you are stuck. This card may also represent the idea that victory is ahead even if we are not yet moving in our current position. This is represented strongly in the stars covering the canopy over the chariot. We also notice a star on his crown, in essence guiding him along the starlit path. He wears a victory wreath under his crown as well, which appears often throughout the deck, but does not always represent victory when it appears. Waite says, in part, regarding the chariot card, you know, the one that wrote and designed this uh, deck, well, with Smith, he says about the chariot card, quote, he has thus replied to the Sphinx, and it is on this account that I have accepted the variation of Levy to Sphinx, thus draw his chariot. He is above all things triumph in the mind. So there you go. 
He's only triumph in his mind. It is to be understood for this reason that the question of the Sphinx is concerned with a mystery of nature and not of the world of grace and to which the charioteer could offer no answer that the planes of his conquests are manifest or external and not within himself, that the liberation which he effects may leave himself in the bondage of the logical understanding, that the tests of initiation through which he has passed in triumph are to be understood physically or rationally and that if he came to the pillars of that temple between which the high priestess is seated, he could not open the scroll called Torah, nor if she questioned him could he answer. He is not hereditary royalty, and he is not priesthood. So that, uh, um, close quote, that was weight. Moving to the tarot, uh, the, the tower. So let's turn our attention to uh, this card, which reduces to seven. As we examine this card in the right away deck, we see that a lightning strike has hit this very tall tower. In the middle of the night, we see the falling crown blowing off the top of the tower. The falling crown is representative of destructive destruction of the colossal ego. While they can be genuinely nice people, they have difficulty seeing other humans around them through their lens. Many interpret the crown as the big ego being blown away, that the individuals have reached a point where the ego is no longer serving them and they decide to blow it away. But they are serving uh, it and may not recognize that that has been going on and they decide that maybe this is a possibility. And, for, and perhaps entitlement must be examined and removed from their lives. This card represents a force that will make us step back and examine our life, whether we want to or not. Tower card says, you are going to move. It might be a situation. It might be a relationship. It may be a spiritual or physical uh, situation. Nevertheless, it will be sudden. Turning our attention to the Marseille uh, Tower card, we see the time of day has shifted 
It is no longer the darkness of night in the middle of a storm. Now we see clear blue skies and a bright yellow and orange sun. The sun is shooting a sun flare which touches the top of the tower, causing the crown to blow off the top, taking in the symbol present in this card. We can see the crown can also represent false power, false wisdom, or false worldview. Perhaps someone has believed in something all their lives that they now realize is untrue and must be cast aside for new understanding. Maybe they have previously experienced other challenges to their worldview and were able to successfully ignore those challenges, but now they must face them. This worldview may be based on a belief system that they were taught as a young child, requiring them to limit their lives and their behaviors. We see this is a very isolated location for this building. The material it appears to be built upon is often interpreted as ice. Some believe it is built on chalk because some tarot decks, uh, not this that we are examining now, but several others, have the sea beating against the mountain. This can be interpreted as the foundation of your belief systems. We can ask ourselves, if the sea is beating against the chalk, by examining our belief systems, are the belief systems weak and brittle, easily worn away as the sea does to chalk? Or do you have a strong, firm foundation? In the Marseille version, lacking a mountaintop, we see instead two figures falling from the tower. They are not, however, plummeting to their deaths because the tower is short. One man falls out of a door at ground, ground level. The other man falls from one of the upper windows, but still no more than two stories high. Sure, he will get hurt, but most likely not cause death. Turning uh, our attention back to the Rider Waite version of the tower, the two figures now, one man and one woman, are falling not just a few stories, but continuing to tumble all the way down a mountain, while yellow embers of flame cascading down behind the figures that are plummeting to possibly their death. The Marseille version, with its colorful balls of stone and short fall for the figures, 
is not as serious or deadly as the Rider Waite deck, in which the figures will surely die from their fall. It does not mean that anyone is going to die if we pull this card from the deck for the spread. It is not about death at all. The tarot, uh, the tower card is about the death of worn out belief systems that do not serve you any longer. These are the things dying, not the person. We are ready for a new change. The tower says, we must first diminish useless old ideas and patterns of behavior to bring our missions into physical reality. So in essence, this is an exciting card. While sudden change is taking place, good things are positioning themselves so the universe can support the journey. Instead of being aware of everything outside of you, this card says start appreciating and learning everything inside of you and believing in you. The tower reminds us to not only study the outside nature of the world, but also the nature within ourselves suddenly finding yourself struck awake as if by lightning is shifting humanity into a new reality where learning continues. Fears that once ruled you are now your tools. When we pull this card, we should not be upset. We should think of ways to prepare ourselves for this sudden change. When I pull this card for others, they are not surprised in the slightest. In fact, many are able to immediately interpret the card for themselves, jumping in with their own explanations before I speak, which is wonderful. They instinctively know that this was a representation of the chaos of their lives, that everything seems to be falling apart around, around them. They need to work on so many things at once and often feel overwhelmed with every new fire that presents itself on their path. This causes them to feel like they are painted into a corner, and yet they see their priorities more clearly, forcing them to make decisions they never felt they would need to make. It is almost as if seeing this card is a relief to them, knowing that some things will have to fall away to make room for the most important issues in their life. The occultist of the 1800s 
Pappus, which is P-A-P-U-S, once stated that, quote, when you are intuitively reading the cards, spirit gives you the symbols to read, close quote. In other words, you already know you need. The symbols help you name what you already know. Until next time, blessed be.